0: Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. This is The Great America Show. Welcome, and it's great to have you with us today. These are, without doubt, times that try our souls. We know ours is a federal government that is corrupt, corrupt through and through. We know the Marxist Dems are simply evil. Seven years of political persecution of Donald Trump with no evidence produced of wrongdoing of any kind whatsoever is a monstrous outrage, a national disgrace. The Soros-supported Manhattan DA is no better than the violent thugs that he quickly puts back on the streets of New York without prosecution. District Attorney Alvin Bragg downgraded more than half of his felony cases and then lost half of those cases in court. Bragg is not only soft on crime, he's not much of a prosecutor. He's out and out, either corrupt or inept or a toxic combination of the two. Bragg isn't any worse, though, frankly, than the federal prosecutors and the corrupt Department of Justice. The persecution of Donald Trump has taught us much about our deep state-run government and the Marxist Dem Party. We do know a few things now we otherwise would have only suspected. The FBI, the DOJ, and intel community conspired with the Marxist Dems of the Clinton campaign and Democratic National Committee, to smear and frame Donald Trump both as a candidate and then as president. We know they then tried to overthrow his presidency with the same lies. We don't know but strongly suspect that the Marxist Dems and Deep State had at least the implicit go-ahead from a number of the rhino GOP leaders. Whether the years-long persecution of Donald Trump or the Marxist Dems' totalitarian treatment of their January 6 political prisoners, there can be no doubt that the United States in this moment is more threatened from within than from any foreign enemy. Our guest today knows the reality of what we face. Our guest is Congressman Barry Loudermilk of Georgia. By the way, he was a target of the January 6 committee. The J6 committee members knowingly lied about the congressman. They claimed at one point the congressman was doing reconnaissance the day before January 6th when the congressman was hosting a group of mainly friends and others and showing them around the Capitol. Congressman Loudermilk had to defend himself and fought against the false charges of the lying Marxist Dems on the lying J6 committee, and he prevailed. Congressman Loudermilk knows what it's like to see our government declare war on our citizens and our constitutions, and just at the end of last month, Congressman Loudermilk stood with some of his constituents in Smyrna, Georgia, when the ATF sent in agents from all over the country trying to intimidate the owners of what is the world's largest gun store. Congressman, welcome. You've been in the fight big time, and I want you to know I appreciate what you're doing for the country. It's good to have you with us, and let's start with the January 6th investigation. Matthew Graves, the U.S. attorney, announcing 700 to 1,200 more Americans are potential defendants of the January 6th charges by the politically corrupt Justice Department. Your reaction?
1: Well, you know, these things are coming so quickly, it's hard to tell, and uh... Um, I am amazed that there are still that many more people that they are, you know, pressing charges on. Um, And so we'll be looking in the direction of, of course, that that is not under the jurisdiction of my subcommittee. That's Jim Jordan's got the judiciary and Jamie Comer has uh, the D.C. uh, oversight, which uh, includes the, the, the jail here in D.C., but we are working together in all this. My jurisdiction is over the Capitol, Capitol Police and the January 6th committee, but we are working together to make sure that um, we provide the defense for every every case, and you know, that they have the right to receive all the information. And so uh, I have custody of the 44,000 hours of video, and so we're making sure that the defense attorneys have the ability to view it. Now, what you got to understand is when uh, when those that have already gone through trial are going through trial now, their defense was told there was only 14,000 hours of video. Mm-hmm. When we took custody of it, we found out that's not the case. There's 44,000 hours of video. And now we're, we're able to release a lot of that and we're uh, also allowing these attorneys to come in and view this additional footage because there may be evidence in there that would exonerate uh, their client, or at least show, look, they in this particular case, this client wasn't violent, um, or they didn't actually get into the capital. So uh, that's how we're working together with the other committees, and uh, and and to make sure that all the evidence is made available.
0: It's it is. Let me say, as a as a broadcaster for a good part of my life, I fully appreciate how much forty four thousand hours a video represents in time, uh, the ability to edit, to manage it, uh, to uh, do what you will with it. That that is a monumental task. Who is in charge of that? Where is the centralized location of that video? And who has chain of custody control over it?
1: So the videos are actually, I, I actually have the custody of Access to it, so it's actually tying into the Capitol Police uh, archive of of video from those days, and so we have terminals set up that uh, when an attorney or uh, somebody, uh, another member of Congress, wants access to go look up something that they're they're investigating, then we uh, we have them in a location here near the Capitol that uh, we'll take them and they. you know, with 44,000 hours, you said how overwhelming that is. Well, if you sat down and you watched the videos for uh, 24 hours a day, um, it would take you about 15 years uh, to go through all that video. So you're talking uh, like 11, 1200 different cameras at different locations around the Capitol complex. So we will go in and, and show them how, how you work it, how you find, you kind of got to know the area and we'll help them get to the cameras and then just let them review it. Um, and then, because the way system, the system is set up, you're just looking at uh, the actual archives within the Capitol Police system. There's no way of recording it, et cetera. If there is a clip that they need, then we set it up for them to be able to receive uh, that clip or those clips. The only restriction is there are some sensitive areas in the Capitol that um, uh, you, look, you, you don't want al-Qaeda or China to know where certain areas uh you know, escape routes or or secured areas in the Capitol are. So we know where those areas are, and if there happens to be a camera there, we just run it by the Capitol Police to make sure it isn't exposed. And that's something the January 6th Committee didn't do, uh, but we're doing just to make sure that, you know, we we don't expose something we don't have to. And so far, there's been uh, only one video that even had an area that was a concern, but uh, we worked to just block that part out. And it's been fine. So the Capitol Police have been working very cooperatively with us on those things.
0: So with that in mind, the defense attorneys who desperately need to get the video that shows whatever their client, wherever they were present, whatever they were doing, is is there a way in which to expedite that, to get that video out to them? Because what many Americans don't know is that video has been withheld from defense attorneys and their clients over the course of the past two years. And by the way, consciously and intentionally so.
1: Yeah, it has. And that's why uh, we've prioritized access to these. And there are attorneys coming in. I mean, we've already had them in and looking. So it's not just something we're projecting. It's happening now. And as soon as the speaker said, we're gonna make these available, we make it available to the media, we're gonna make it available to defense attorneys, um, and, and we set up protocols just uh, of how to get them in, uh, you know, th- who to contact. And so they'll come over and spend as much time as they need uh, getting the, the videos, we show them how to do it. So it's, it's actually happening at this point. And, uh, you know, there were some that was, that uh, were released a few weeks ago, And uh, I think that from what I'm hearing, and uh, I've had, I've I've read some articles since that this could have an impact uh, on the, the January 6th shaman, you know, (laughs) the the guy who was, you know, wearing the buffalo head. Um, It it, it may have an impact on his case because uh, even, even Jonathan Turley, the constitutional attorney, uh, wrote an article after that saying it would definitely had an effect on his sentencing because it showed the opposite of what the uh, prosecution was trying to show that he was violent. This showed the exact opposite. And that's the problem when you withhold this stuff is they, they, they aren't getting a fair trial.
0: Yeah. They're not getting a fair trial. They went after that man. They railroaded him. uh, And every one of the, uh, every one of the prosecutors involved with that case should be put on trial. Uh, that was an outrage. It was a despicable lie. Congressman Laudermack, it's just, it's unthinkable. Uh, you mentioned the, the, the Shaman case, but we haven't seen any videos since. I haven't seen any videos since. What's happened?
1: Well, we've offered the media to come in and uh, they, they can get through the same process that Fox News did. And uh, that's actually being run through the Speaker's office. And I don't know that any more media has has come in and, and got the video. Now, the attorneys that come in, a lot of them, they're not going to go out and, uh, from talking to to uh, some of the folks associated with them, they're probably not going to go out there and publish those videos yet because they don't want to jeopardize their case for their, their client, right? Um, but you'll be seeing more and more as we go through it and if we uncover more of the January 6th report, which we already mm-hmm. saw this week, is is it would be kind to say it's flawed. It was more from what I've seen so far. We've only scratched the surface of it because we've got uh, about 2 million pages of printed documentation, terabytes of data, and 44,000 hours of video to go through. We barely scratched the surface with a, a case that involved me, a false accusation that I gave reconnaissance tours the day right. before. and, And we can we were able to show that with the evidence that the January 6th committee had evidence that I obtained that they knew before they made the accusation that it was a false allegation that it was totally false. There was nothing to it. There were no reconnaissance tours. The people that came to visit my office didn't even get close to the Capitol on January 6th. But they, but they didn't. They so wanted to create a political narrative that they were going to alter this evidence to make it fit their story. And that's what we exposed yesterday, that they they just took, they cherry picked what they wanted the American people to see. So going from this point forward, well, that's what we're looking for. We're looking at their evidence. I'm taking this thing from a, a purely objective standpoint, just where the evidence leads. And the evidence is showing us that the report at least so far, that they put out there is it's nothing but a a, a novel.
0: They're a disgrace. And uh, that that committee is going to go down in history as what it should be remembered as uh, an offense against uh, everything that America stands for. I want to say you stand for everything that is good about America. Uh, And I want to compliment you uh, because of what you did for one of your constituents uh, when the ATF showed up with 16 16 agents from out of state to intimidate uh, the owners uh, and the employees of the, the, I guess it's the largest gun shop in Georgia. Uh, It's outdoor adventures. Uh, You stood there and uh, were certain to to make sure you were there for your constituents. And I just want to applaud you. The fact that you brought along several other congressmen with you. Uh, I just uh, I think that is the way this country is supposed to work. And I just want to salute you. And I want to tell the ATF don't be political pawns, guys. You're better than that. Uh, step up and get out of the way of these political thugs that you work for right now in the Biden regime. Uh, your thoughts, Congressman.
1: Yeah. And, you know, this is really what I think uh, being a representative of the people really means. Part of our role, our constitutional role, is oversight of the federal government and federal agencies. When I got a call by my friend uh, Eric, uh, the owner of, uh, he and his dad are owners of uh, Adventure Outdoors, uh, he called me over the weekend. He said, look, we've been through this before, but never uh, to this level. This is very unprecedented that 16 ATF inspectors are descending on our store on Monday. To do a complete full surprise audit. And, and so I asked him one more. I said, So what is unprecedented? He said, The number to start with um, is 16. The most we've ever had before was eight. And he said, And that they're all coming from out of state because there are uh, about 20 inspectors in Georgia. So they're bringing 16 from out of state. He said, this is highly unusual, and we know what's going on in the Biden administration. You you buy firms like I do, you fill out the background check form, the 4473. And uh, so they have to keep those on file. And so the ATF will come in and they'll review those. Now, the law says that the ATF cannot hold against you a clerical error, clerical error being somebody transcribed a, a, a number wrong instead of a one nine, they put nine one. That's a clerical right. error. Or the date at the signature block is wrong. They are not to use that as justification uh, to take your license. What they're supposed to be looking for are illegal gun cells. But the Biden administration has adopted this zero tolerance policy to where they're actually revoking uh, federal firearms licenses uh, because of these clerical errors. Now, uh, when you've got approximately 15,000 of these documents that they have right now, you know there's going to be a clerical error. So that was our concern. And so as part of oversight, I said, you know, instead of just writing a letter to the ATF, how about if I show up and be there uh, when the inspectors are there and just say, hey, look, I'm, I'm doing part of my job as, uh, in oversight. Because a lot of times oversight, we see that as we have a prescripted hearing here in Washington, D.C., where we bring it you know, the director of an agency who's only going to be, he's going to be told what to say by his attorneys. But if you're in the field, you're going to see the way that things really happen. And I thought, well, with there's 16 inspectors and only one of me. Let me go ahead and call some of my other Georgia colleagues from Congress to go with me. And four of us ended up showing up. And uh, Who uh, we they? just want the ATF to know, it was uh, Rich McCormick. Um, and Mike Collins, both uh, new members of Congress, and uh, you may have heard of her, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm not sure, but, you know, she came as well. So, um, MTG. Uh, yeah, yeah, MTG was there with us, too. And it was just there to let them know, hey, we're not here to interfere with the work you're doing, but we are very interested, not only the work you're doing, to make sure it's done according to the law.
0: And I what told them the, that. What, um, what was the reaction of those ATF agents? And I assume they had a supervisor <laughs> or two with them. What was their reaction when you showed up?
1: Well, there was, there was a chief inspector that was there and uh, the the other 15. And they didn't know we were going to be there. We got there early. We were sitting in the conference room just meeting and talking about, you know, kind of getting a briefing about what how these things go and all this. And so when they came, they assembled in another uh, meeting area. And so uh, Eric took us He on the way there. He said, "Hey, I just told them there's some local people here that want to to meet them. So, they're waiting to greet you. And so, when we walked in and I said, hi, I'm Congressman Barry Loudermilk, you could hear a pin drop. And immediately, one of the inspectors picked up the phone and frantically started calling. And I was like, that's got to be the, the lead inspector there. Um, pretty quickly, uh, they were, she informed us that they weren't allowed to answer any of our questions. And mm-hmm. and uh, so, I continued to tell them what we were doing. And some of the others tried to ask questions. Well, when she got on the phone, uh, Representative Rich McCorby just said, hey, where are you guys from? And they went down the line telling us where they were from. Mostly all large, very liberal cities like Boston, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Chicago. They were from all cities like that. When we've got 20 inspectors in Georgia, why do you bring folks from these liberal cities into Georgia to do a routine inspection? Um, who know nothing After about a while. who
0: know nothing about the store that is typically right and uh, uh, audited by the by the Atlanta base folks and the ATF. I mean that is where they
1: have relations with that they work with regularly. Yeah, and so um, we I said look we we, knew we weren't going anything else. I said we'll let you guys go back to get back to work. And uh, we went up in the conference room. Uh, Eric came back up uh, uh, about 15 minutes later. He said they all left. They all grab their stuff and left I'm sorry, don't, don't, so don't be said they're gonna be back they're just waiting because all of us were on our way to the airport to fly up to DC so we had just taken some time I said they know we're going to be in DC they're gonna wait um, they eventually did come back while we were still there but they did bring their public information officer to meet with us and uh, I informed him I said you you this is what's happening across the country and amazingly he didn't deny it I said we're just here to make sure that that doesn't happen here and uh so uh last I heard uh, talking uh with uh Eric today is that they are still there. They're working. They expect that they'll be there through um, uh through the end of the week. But ironically, uh Ron DeSantis is gonna be at the store tomorrow. So um uh, we've wondered if there was some co- coincidence there. So well, that's, it's
0: um, Well I let, yeah. let's hope you know good on Governor DeSantis for being there. But I have to say that uh, it, it's good for you, the the delegation from Georgia, to be there for your constituent. Uh, this should—I I wish that every congressman and woman in the country would do this for their clients, and particularly where the ATF with the Second Amendment uh, right now under assault. By the way, the President of the United States himself was saying uh, that he wanted this. You know, I think you're talking about clerical errors. If one thing is out of sh- shape, I think he said. Uh, you know, that's it. Get their license or something to that effect. I, I mean, Biden is out of his mind. He's a he's a typical uh, Marxist thug uh, with a big grin. Uh, and but where's people the have accountability to, to the
1: federal government.
0: Yeah, I mean, what
1: you know? These inspectors make mistakes. Are they held accountable for their mistakes? No. We need accountability across the board, and that's where Congress comes in. We're the accountability to these agencies.
0: Well and And you're animated and energized, and that is great. And the fact that that uh, first uh, that chief inspector of that group, uh, his first reflex was to get on the phone to Washington, uh, you know that really says a lot because right now the American people are scared to death at their government. Uh, a lot of people won't admit it, but they are. Uh, the American people have been intimidated they January sixth showed them what their what happens when their government turns against them the weaponization of the federal government thank god that you guys won the control of the house so that there would be a weaponization committee under uh Jim Jordan the chairman of the judiciary committee because this thing has got to get not only aired out but I mean we got to wash this thing down uh, after we throw these fools out of out of office this is a war between the between good and evil it's a war between republicans and uh And Democrats uh, across the board. This is a government that hates us and no one should misunderstand it. No one should uh, in any way uh, sugarcoat it. Your government hates you and they prove it every damn day. Uh, Congressman, we always give our guests the last word and your concluding thoughts, if you will.
1: Uh, You know what? I'm going to quote Thomas Jefferson as a concluding thought, who said, when the people fear the government, there's tyranny. When the government fears the people, there's liberty.
0: That's a great point. And comment.
1: that's what we need to restore, is that the government works for us and is accountable to us.
0: Well, for that moment, uh, in Smyrna, Georgia, when uh, you walked in and uh, you could hear a pin drop, as you put it, I, I think Thomas Jefferson's uh, description of democracy uh, was in... <laughs> in action and i want to thank you for making that moment possible we appreciate it well thank you luke all right thank you for all you do congressman congressman laudermilk uh doing a great job for the people of georgia and for the american people we appreciate and god bless all right god bless you and thank you congressman barry laudermilk a great american and here tomorrow our weekly talk about the surveillance state that america has become We'll be talking with former NSA intelligence analyst and whistleblower Russ Tice. And as Marcus Aurelius said, never more appropriately in this age of disinformation and propaganda, he said everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Good to remember. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Please join us here tomorrow when we take up the latest on the surveillance state and the government that must be feared. Till then, thanks. God bless you, and God bless America.